Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. Once again, we welcome you today and we pray that the Lord will speak to us by His Spirit and through His very Word, the Holy Scriptures today. I am so glad that we have God's Word, that we have the Bible, that we have a book that is going to outlast this entire earth as we know it. Heaven and earth, the scripture said, will pass away, but my word will abide forever. That's why the Bible said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, for the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Oh, friend of mine, we want to go to God's word today for answers for all the complex and perplexing problems of our life. Amen. This is God's instruction manual. And if we will get in it, it will instruct us in righteousness. It'll tell us how to be right with God, pleasing with God, how to not quench nor grieve the Holy Spirit. It'll tell us how to obtain obtain the favor of the Lord and obtain something that is so vital to all of our victory today. And that is the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a song, and you may have heard it or parts of it. Actually, someone was inspired to put music to uh, the 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 Aaronic blessing that Aaron was commanded to speak over Israel. When they were right with God, God wanted them to know that he was going to show them his favor and he was going to bless them. The Lord bless thee. The Lord keep thee. The Lord turn his face toward thee. I believe that's what it meant when it said, if my people, which called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. When we obtain the blessing of the Lord, he turns his face toward us. Amen. David talked about that when he prayed under the blessing and favor of the Lord. He he literally said he inclines his ear to me. His face is turned from me, not turned toward me rather, and not turned from me. He inclines his ear to me means he bends down and listens when I pray. Can you imagine if we understand and obtain the favor of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord? Amen. What what that means, the ramifications of that. So people are praying for the blessing because we see how much we need God and His intervention and the restoration that repentance brings. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. I can't wait to see the restoration begin because true repentance has been offered. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, what happens? I 
will hear. I'll turn my face towards you. I'll incline my ear to you. I'll bend down and listen when you pray. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, I'm excited about repentance because I'm excited about restoration of the true blessing of the Lord and thereby the true riches. Praise God. So I want to talk to you about this commanded blessing today. Out of and, and to begin with, Proverbs 10 and verse 22. It says, The blessing of the Lord it maketh rich. Now this is the true riches. If you underline rich here, before we see the result of the blessing, which can include material things and money in particular, how many need money? I'm not going to preach on money, but I'm going to tell you, God will provide for His people. Even in this pandemic, He will make a way where there seems to be no way. No, that's not a scripture, but it is scriptural to say that. It is supported by scripture. If you don't believe it, uh, amen, you have, look at Israel when the manna fell from heaven. Look, look at them when water came out of a rock and followed them. Amen. Wherever they went, the, the blessing came upon them and over overtook them that they all drank of that spiritual rock that followed them it wasn't the rock itself the part of that granite mountain or whatever that the the water came out of but the water that came out of it followed them wherever they went so there was fresh water where they were the blessing of the Lord followed them. Praise God. Amen. I like what the Amplified said. It said, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. And he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. And I like the practical paraphrase that said, The Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. You see, it's the blessing. All the other things are a result of his favor, of him turning his face toward us. So I'm going to make a statement today that true prosperity does not begin by suddenly gaining material wealth, nor even spiritual breakthroughs, but rather obtaining the blessing of the Lord. All prosperity in our life, spiritual, physical, mental, material, it's all determined by this fundamental principle, obtaining the favor of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. You know, the Bible said the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And then the scripture uh, balances that by saying that a man's life, Jesus still teaching in another portion of scripture, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. You know, there's a, a bumper sticker, a tag on the back of a, a, a Bentley or some uh, fancy automobile that says, He that dies with the most toys wins. Well, honey, you know, no, he doesn't. If his soul isn't saved and he isn't sealed by the Holy Spirit and he isn't secured for heaven, amen, the toys mean absolutely nothing. For we 
brought nothing into this world, the scripture teaches, and we can take nothing out of this world. Amen. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Once again, if we find our values matching the values that Jesus came and represented the kingdom, a different king representing a different kingdom than the kingdoms of this world. We're going to find his favor. We're going to try find true riches. And we're going to find fulfillment in life regardless of what kind of car we drive. I believe God will give you something better than some old clunker. I believe God can give you the best if he chooses to. But that's not what we're primarily after, is it? We're seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then everything else that we need is going to be added to us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, if a man's life doesn't consist in the things he possesses, then the abundant life is not based on he who has the most toys. It's based on God's favor and God's blessing in our life. The blessing of the Lord. Once again, it maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And when God commands the blessing, it's going to come regardless of of the Dow or the stock exchange or or the 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 dollar and its worth on the world market. It doesn't matter if you laid off, got fired, if you're down to your last dollar, God's blessing will find you. Amen. When he commands it, it's going to happen. It's going to come. And circumstances will not stop it. Praise God. And then it's not where you are uh, physically or uh, geographically. It's where you are spiritually. I wish above all things the scripture teaches that you be in good health and prosper even as your soul prospers. When you begin to spiritually grow and understand how to seek his kingdom and his righteousness... Everything else will be taken care of. Hallelujah. And we won't have to worry. We won't have to fret. We won't have to wrestle. We won't have to fight. These blessings will find you. And we're going to find out in Deuteronomy 28, they'll just come after you. They'll chase you down. And they'll overtake you. It won't be you seeking after them. It'll be you seeking him. And then they're going to be seeking after you. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you stay with me today. Listen to this carefully. Deuteronomy 28. I'm just going to read quite a bit of this. But I want you to look for something to underline. And I'll tell you when. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe and to do all, all his commandments which I command thee this day. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken. Literally, it means to hear and to obey. It's not just listening. You know, the New Testament's clear, isn't it? He that heareth my word and doeth it not. Amen. It's one thing to go to church and hear a message. It's one thing to open the Bible and read the scriptures. It's another thing to hearken 
to give heed to the things that we hear. Amen. If you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, literally to obey, blessed shall thou be in the city. I'm going to tell you, it's not geographic. Amen. It's not. Listen, and blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed thou shalt be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, thy cattle, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed thou shalt be when thou comest in, and blessed are the blessing. Do you see this today? The blessing of the Lord. Blessed thou shalt be when thou comest in and when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. See, when God blesses you, he doesn't allow the enemy. He adds no sorrow with it. Glory. He secures the blessing. You know, in Malachi chapter 3, Prove me with, herewith saith God, and see if I won't open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. And it's about obedience. It's not just about a financial thing here. It's about honoring God with the first fruits of your increase. It's about obeying God. Amen. And therefore obtaining His favor. Prove me herewith, saith God, and see if I won't. Open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough for you to contain it. And then what? And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. I love the blessing. Don't you love the blessing? <laughs> Praise God. When you're right with God, we have an enemy that goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And when he comes to your house or mine, he needs to realize you may not go into that house. You may not destroy anything that I have pronounced blessed upon that house. None of their, none of their property, none of their people in that house. They're under my covering. Praise God. Amen. The, a friend of mine, I'm excited about obtaining the blessing of the Lord. That's why I find repentance which allows for the restoration of his favor and blessing to be a positive message, not a negative message. I say it all the time to our physical congregation here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates. There's nothing wrong. And when I say it, I'm going to get a response from whoever is present that day with getting right with God. There's nothing wrong with a message that calls us to repentance because it means God wants to restore his blessing upon our life when he calls our nation to repentance. But it always begins with us, the church. Judgment doesn't begin with the nation as a whole. It doesn't begin with the White House. It doesn't begin with the gambling casinos. It doesn't begin with the houses of ill repute. <laughs> you know where it begins? It begins at the house 
of God. Amen. And when my people called by my name, right here, it's us. The spotlight is on us today. But I'm going to tell you, if the church has revival, it's going to begin to influence and affect the world around us. Glory to God. And when the blessings restored, this is the way he put it in the old covenant, return unto me. I will return unto you. In other words, I will turn my face upon you, lift my countenance upon you, and I'll give you peace. So he says, I'm going to bless you wherever you are. These blessings will come on you and they'll overtake you. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten or defeated before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, but they will flee before thee seven ways. God's number that he uses over and over again of that that is perfect or complete. This is an absolute complete victory. And look at verse 8. Here's the command. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand to unto. I'm going to stop right here. In the book of Psalms, it says, Blessed is the man that stands not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, nor walks in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he doth meditate day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, ceases not from yielding her fruit, and shall not see when the drought comes. See, the commanded blessing is not based on the circumstances around you. It's based on our walk with God and our relationship with God. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, in whatever he puts his hand to, it will prosper. Whatever we do in the will of God, in obedience to God, we're going to see God's blessing upon it. Hallelujah. And listen, I'll finish that. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee. Deuteronomy, listen to it. In thy storehouses, 38 and 8, he will command the blessing. And, 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 and in all that thou settest thine hand to. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, as he is sworn unto thee. If thou keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. This is a byproduct of the blessing that makes rich spiritually in terms of a relationship with him and to him. And now he says, I'll make you plenteous in goods. In the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy ground, the land which the Lord swear to the fathers to give unto thee, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. 
the heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season. You see, in an agriculturally driven economy, those rains that would cause those crops to grow and flourish, God said, I'm going to send them. And I'll bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend to many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Oh, Lord, does anyone out there need this blessing? And the Lord shall make thee the head, not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken to the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee to the right or to the left hand to go after other gods and serve them. Oh, friend of mine, we do not bow to the gods of this world. We do not bow to, to that that the world is selling their soul for. We serve one God and one mediator between God and man, the Lord Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. We are children of a different kingdom. Hallelujah. And, and, and the kingdoms of this world are all going to fall. But this kingdom is a kingdom that abides forever and receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved and shall not be moved. Praise God. We need to serve the Lord. In, 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 in gratitude and in, in, in great committed devotion today. We need the blessing of the Lord. We need Him to command the blessing. Therefore, nothing can stop the blessing. And we need Him to rebuke the devourer for our sakes to secure the blessing in our life. Leviticus 25, 18 through 21. Listen to what it says. Wherefore ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them and you shall dwell in the land safely. And the land shall yield her fruit and you shall eat your fill and dwell therein safely. See, once again, it's not just granting the blessing. It's securing it from the enemy and the thief that came to steal, kill, and destroy. Hallelujah. And if you shall say, verse 20, And if you shall say, What shall we eat in the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in their increase. Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years' worth. You see, the seventh year, to honor their God. And to trust in Him. And to show their obedience to Him. They were to leave the seventh year. And not harvest, plant and harvest. Let the land lay. Let it replenish. Well, they said, how are we going to eat? If we don't sow it in obedience. He said, I'll command my blessing on you in the sixth year. And bring forth fruit for three years. You're not just going to have enough to cover you because you obeyed me. You're going to have more than enough to cover you because you obeyed me. Because I'm going to command the blessing. <laughs> oh, a friend of mine, I don't know if you're getting this today, but I'm getting it today. God is saying you think you're going to have to sacrifice to obey me in some areas of your life. <laughs> 
You're wrong about that. You obey me and I'm going to take good care of you. You can trust me. If my kingdom is first, all these things that the Gentiles see, they're not wrong things. They're not sinful things. They're just things. (laughs) And he knows we need things just like anyone else. But he says we seek him first. And all these things are going to be added to us because he commands the blessing in order for that to occur. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Look at the commanded blessing in Psalm 133. It says, How good and pleasant is it when the brethren dwell together in unity. It's like precious ointment. That upon the head that ran down, upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Oh, friend of mine, hallelujah, even life forevermore. You talk about abundant life. Don't even start thinking initially about the byproduct of being saved and being a child of God. But think first about the fact that you are saved, sealed with the Holy Spirit, keeping your beginning of your confidence in Christ steadfast to the end, enduring to the end. Glory to God. I want you to know eternal life and eternal blessings, amen, are beyond anything that can be compared to the temporal, physical blessings of this material world. And yet, he said, not only am I going to give you that, I'm going to give you everything else you need, everything that pertains to life and godliness, I'm going to grant unto you. And I'm going to tell you something about the power of God's blessing. It cancels any opposition. It cancels anything the devil wants to operate against you. Look at Numbers 23 and verse 16. It said, And the Lord met Balaam, put a word in his mouth, and said, Go again unto Balak, and say thus. And when he came to him, because Balak had hired Balaam to speak, to prophesy a curse against Israel. He didn't know why. He couldn't get an army together and no one else couldn't defeat him. They were right with God. And he didn't understand it. And he said, you're a, you're a prophet of God. Prophesy their defeat. Prophesy that they're going to be cursed instead of blessed. Prophesy against them. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. And when he came to him, he stood. Behold, he stood by his burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Ziphor. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, seek commanded blessing? And shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot 
reverse it. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, you got on your shouting shoes? Have you got on your shouting shoes? I have received commandment to bless. And he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob. You see, being right with God. Neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of the unicorn. Surely there is no enchantments. Oh, here we go. No curse. Listen to it. Surely, oh man, the the devil never lets up, does he? The thief never quits trying. He he would love to curse what God has blessed, but listen, and people, he's got people, he's got agents, he's got witches, he's got warlocks. Make no mistake about it. We're coming upon all Hallow's Eve. We're coming upon Halloween here when we're celebrating something we 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 really ought not be celebrating. We need God's blessing. We need His favor. But I'm going to tell you something about all the spooky stuff. It's not all fun and games. But listen to verse 23. Surely there's no enchantment. Not only a false prophet can't prophesy or a true prophet that's willing to sell out. He can't prophesy some judgment on the people that God has commanded the blessing on. And no witch and no warlock and no no none of the occult dark sin-darkened world and sin-darkened people possessed of demons or devils, they can't do it either. There's no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God wrought? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion, and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat the prey and drink the blood of the slain. I like the paraphrase. No curse can be placed against Jacob. No magic can be done against him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, there's nothing wrong. I want you to say it out there. Help me preach this. Help me teach this. I can't teach it without preaching it. I don't know when one starts and the other stops. I can't just be monotone talking about this that we need and that God is willing to supply. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord turn His face towards you. Lift His countenance upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. Because no curse can be placed against Jacob. No magic can be done against him. Listen, the scripture says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to read Deuteronomy 23, verse 4 and 5. Because God will actually take an intended curse and turn it into a blessing. Verse 4 of Deuteronomy 23, 4 and 5. Because they met you not with bread and water in the way when ye came forth out of Egypt, and because they hired against thee Balaam the son of Beor of Pethor and Mesopotamia to curse thee, 
Never the Lord, nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not hearken unto Balaam. But the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Lord thy God loved thee. Praise God. Friend of mine, my wife went to Haiti on a mission trip. I mean, Jamaica first before I went uh, two or three times, I think three times to Haiti. And when my wife went to Jamaica, there, there were, there were, uh, there were witch, uh, well, the equivalent, I don't know if they called him a witch doctor, but the equivalent of a witch doctor. Uh, this demon-possessed, obsessed person that, that was putting, tried to come to the mission house and put curses upon it. And of course it didn't work. It did not, it didn't, it, the devil did not prevail. No one got sick. There was no terrible accident where people were injured on the road. No one attacked them with machetes at night. God put a hedge around them. God kept them. Friend of mine, I want you to know, when, God, when you're right with God. And the devil knows that. He couldn't curse them. He couldn't do enchantments against them. So what they did in that day, they sent Moabite prostitutes among them. And hidden in their garments was false gods. They had sewn them into the hem of their garment, images of their false gods, and that the men of Israel would love them, marry them, and they would bring these false gods into the houses. And because now they were in love with this woman, this Moabite woman, she would put them in a corner, make her own little shrine, say, what's wrong with that? Because God forbid it. That's what's wrong with it. Amen. And then God couldn't legitimately bless them and give them his favor. And friend of mine, I'm telling you today, this is such an important message. If you don't worship other gods and you listen to me and you obey me, amen, I'll turn every curse into a blessing. I won't allow no curse to work against thee. None of the forces of darkness is going to touch you. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Praise God. Oh, friend, I'm so glad to know him today. And if you don't know him today, there's no way that you can be blessed until you give your heart to Christ, until your sins are forgiven. And today I know what is happening. If you don't know him or if you're away from him, we, we lovingly call, and some of our people have called him that with deep respect. The Holy Spirit is the hound of heaven. When he comes, and he has come, and he's here right now, and he is there where you are right now. And when he is come, he will convict the world of sin and of, un, and of righteousness and of judgment to come. When he is come, and he has come. If you don't know Jesus, you're vulnerable to the devil. And he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And I've come to give it to you more abundantly. Come to Christ today. Run to Jesus. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. The devil won't want to let you go. He will fight to keep you, but he will lose. And the moment you receive Jesus, 
Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, and you will know the victory that God can and will give you over every habit, every hang-up, every chain that binds you will be broken. He's a chain-breaker. And today, if you're a Christian, seek His face and obtain His favor. He will command the blessing. He will reverse the curse. <laughs> he will break the yoke. He will set you free and make you the head and not the tail, the victor and not the victim. In Jesus' name.